All right, everyone. Hope you brought your geek because it's time to get it on. Hi, guys. This is Jennifer P. from Decaf P. Talking with a pig in a tour bus. I just finished doing a training run in a minus 25 degrees Celsius balmy morning. I tried to push myself in ways I didn't think possible, and I tried to inspire the young girls that I coach in my triathlon team. Keep up the good work on the podcast, guys. Bye. Aloha, triathletes. Welcome to Get Your Geek On, the podcast designed to get y'all geeked up about the sport of triathlon, whether you're just contemplating your first sprint triathlon or you're an Ironman veteran. That's right. So if you're willing to sacrifice for something that's greater than you, you've come to the right place. I'm the Tri-Geek Kahuna, broadcasting from the Tri-Geek Dreams International Labs in the OC, Orange County, California. And this is Iron Will coming to you from the finally not snowing Midwest, uh, from the Through the Wall World Headquarters. That's nice. What's the temperature out there today, <laughs> Iron Will? It is going to be 68 degrees. Oh, my God. I know. I'm so excited. I can barely sit in this chair. You seem to have a little little extra spark in you today. <laughs> I do. It's called spring fever, I believe. I think that's it. That's probably it, yeah. So wow. I'm in a very, very good mood today. Excellent. Well, that will make for a good show. Yeah, um, I've made, made up with Apollo. We're fine now. We yeah, were not what, speaking what yesterday. Bit, what do you mean he bit you? Oh, my God. Okay. Um... Let's see. Yesterday, I went out for a ride, and I was so excited because it was the first nice day of the year, sunny and all kinds of fun. And uh, so we went out, and um, I found myself, it was I was coasting, and I was going 22 miles an hour. And uh, just before I coasted, I shifted gears, and I was probably going, you know, a little too kamikaze, I don't know, and I uh, was shifting too hard, but my chain dropped, and I, like, mm-hmm. my pedals locked up and everything, and I nearly landed in the bed of a pickup truck, and <laughs> I'm, I know, and then it was like, okay, so then I almost ran into a maple tree, and somehow I found myself on the side of the road vertically in the dirt, and I clipped out, and I was just like, oh my god, and uh, then... I'm trying to get the chain back on my bike, and my hands are, like, frozen because I was an idiot and didn't wear gloves. And uh, so I finally got the chain synced up, and it clicked into place on top of my finger and thumb. And, you know, have you ever slammed your finger in a car door, and it takes you, like, 10 seconds before you can get it out, so you just have to suck it up, you know? Um, So that was me, and I couldn't get it out, and I was, like, so mad. Yeah, and it was like bleeding all over the place. I thought, you know, my finger was going to fall off. And then, so I cussed like the whole way home. And when I get mad, I just cuss and cuss and cuss. I think we know that. (laughs) I never cuss like when I get hurt. um, Anyway, so I'm riding like drip dry the whole way home. And uh, I was like only five miles out, but still five miles with one arm and, you know, people Mm -hmm. looking at you like you just, you know, committed a felony somewhere. Right. Um, so I get home, and it's like nothing. I rinse it off in two stupid little cuts, and so then I'm like, oh, man. But, yeah, so that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, so it was like insult to injury that it wasn't even like a battle wound. It was this stupid two little cuts that bled forever. Wow. Well, so. the, um, uh, oh God, what was I going to say? I had so, oh, <laughs> before we get too deep in the show, let's let's tell people this, this, this uh, is a special show because we're going to talk to um, – Boulder in Boulder. And, yeah, and, he's an incredible guy. And we're going to try, and I'm not sure if we can get through to him, but we're going to try to call the Malaysian penguin. And this is uh, 
a, a guy that um, are everybody's favorite politically incorrect uh, triathlete. <laughs> and uh, this guy is just—he's just a nut. I just love this guy, but he um, has a two brain tumors. Unbelievable. And, and they drilled holes in his head to relieve the pressure. And his doctor um, he has a great story. His doctor said, you know, whatever you do, don't do a marathon. And so he goes, okay, I'll do a half marathon. <laughs> and so he's, uh, he's doing a half marathon, and, or he did a half marathon, you know, with, a, with two brain tumors and holes in his head and everything else. So he's, uh, he's on standby from Malaysia, and um, hopefully we get through to him. Uh, he's incredible. He's one of my favorite um, places to go on the Internet just because every single post of his is so funny. It's, I mean, even when he's not trying to be funny, he's so funny. It's just a riot. He's just, he's, he's just absolute riot. And uh, I don't know how I discovered him. I think... Um, Did he, he write you? Yeah, I think he might have written me. And then I looked on his website. It was just like... I was just in hysterics. Uh, <laughs> and he's, he's, he has, he's probably the most... Um, uh, horny triathlete <laughs> in the world, and every post is about uh, you know women and and uh, what are you laughing at? Shut up. <laughs> and um, so anyway, so he's I think he's going to be on the show, and then we have our usual uh, coach's corner. What 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 are you talking about today with your coach? Uh, today we're going to talk about how do you know you're ready for an Ironman. Uh, it's a little different than the first show we had about um, you know how do you know what's the commitment level of being a triathlete. This mm-hmm. one is specific on how do you know it's time for an Ironman. So. Jeez, I hope he's hope I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> I think you're ready, Kona. And then um, your tri life lesson. Uh, yeah. And we have a um, we have a great triathlete chapter. So it's a super full show. I, I doubt we're going to get in an hour, but I don't care. It's it's spring, baby. <laughs> yeah, there you um, go. And uh, <laughs> and oh, here's one question I wanted to ask you: Is I'm debating. Okay, we're going to meet all these people. I'm going to meet some people in in Wisconsin. You, you know, only online. I'm going to meet a bunch of people in Florida, only online. But what do you call them? Do you call them their real names or their you know what? Or their this computer is, names. This is the funniest thing. I've actually I've met a couple well, for Steelhead last year. Um, uh, Vertical Man and um, <laughs> Shelly. <laughs> I know it's it's funny. And then you you like meet him, and he actually came up to me at a race. Um, we met before Steelhead, and uh, he came up to me and he said, um, "Are you Will?" And I went, "Huh?" <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, hey, Vertical Man!" And you feel like a complete idiot calling them by their computer name, but you feel like weird calling them their real name. So I think it'll probably be like the first day we'll call everybody their computer name, and then like you know after we realize we're all real people, then probably flip into the real name thing. I know. So, so I, like I'm gonna meet Try Mama, but see what's weird is. Is I call Robo Stu Robo. That's just yeah. like his name now. It's not. I never call him Stu or Stewart. It's just Hey Robo, Hey Robo. Well, and I call you Kahuna. So. I know, and I call you. I call you Will. I, I try to call you. Well, I don't know. I try to try to switch back and forth. <laughs> so I, I'm not too weird, but uh, this whole thing is uh, flummoxed to me about uh, flummox. Wow, flummox. <laughs> That's my new word. Flummox. I like that word. All right. Um, <laughs> We're going to be giggly today. This is like our biorhythms are. <laughs> Your biorhythms are out of Shut control. Up, Shut up, Kona. Okay, um, let's go to the mailbag. <laughs> we have uh, 
a couple of... You just of, wait. You just wait. Okay, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> we have a couple of uh, letters. One is, um, one is from uh, Kelly, and she writes, uh, Hey, Kahuna, first off, I'd like to just give you a big thanks for your weekly podcast. I'm still a newbie, just in my second season of Try, which means you're still a newbie, um, Ironwell, because you're in the second season. <laughs> um and the podcast, besides being entertaining, are very informative. I actually look forward to my long runs on Sunday now, just so I can listen to them. I know they must work. They must take a lot of work to produce, so I just wanted you and Will to know that I really appreciate it. Um, and she's also up for the um, the uh, March 19th ride. We're gonna we're gonna do this uh, century ride, which I'm not even close to being ready for. But uh, we're taking off from uh, this is a um, well, this could be a Get Your Geek On ride. Uh, why not? Yeah. Um, oh, I even like how that's called, Get Your Geek On ride. Yeah, and we're, I'm actually going to record a lot of it. We're going to meet a bunch of people along the way. I think we have at least a uh, half dozen people coming along with RoboStu and myself. We're going to leave from the Santa Ana train station and the OC, and we're going to ride down, park our cars there, and we're going to ride down Southern California coast all the way to San Diego, and... Um, and then we're going to, uh, we're probably going to be writing while a lot of you are listening to this uh, podcast. And then we'll, um, we'll take the train back up to um, Santa Ana. So it should be fun. And people are joining us along the way. We got a, a couple of people joining us in Oceanside, a couple of people joining us at the start. And uh, so it'll be fun. Well, that's going to be incredible. Yeah, it'll be really good. We're going to do, actually, we're going to do, we always tape this podcast on Sunday morning. So. The Kahuna has to get up very early next Sunday to tape this before he goes off on the ride. So um, that's the dedication that the Kahuna has <laughs> to all his all his followers. <laughs> so what time are you going to make it? What five or something? Yeah, I think we'll do five on my time. I figure once you're up so, early, you know, you might as well just yeah. get up really early. Um, and very cool. So that's it. Do you have any uh, any emails? Uh, yes, I do. What's that laugh for? <laughs> All right. You're, as a little payback for last week's deluge of uh, of secretly in love email. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Will's so hot. Yeah, whatever. We we have we have this prime example here. Um, you ever hear the expression "Be careful what you wish for," Guna? Uh huh. Uh-huh. I think you have. I think you have some groupies now. Really? And I do. And here, here, there, here. Let's just let's just take a read. So it says, "Okay, I just have to stroke your ego a little bit here. Robusty may have amazing blue eyes and mechanical devotion to his sport, but you are incredible. I realize how." She talking about me? Yeah, I just realized that um, I probably should specify <laughs> that this is not a letter to me. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this would be t- this would be to the the great Kahuna. So um, let me <laughs> let me pick back up. Okay. Um, says, but you are incredible. I realize I have a thing for bald guys, but you take the cake. <laughs> but you take the cake, Kahuna. Jason Statham has nothing on you, and that's not including the obvious writing skills and triathlete godliness. Oh, God- yeah, keep going. Godliness, she says. <laughs> <laughs> she says, so while Will may dream of working out with Robosu, I'm still waiting for my picture of you in a red Speedo working on your site. <sighs> See? And then, gotta... no, no, no. But oh. then, but then she ends it, and I won't say her name because she'll probably get kicked out of her house, but um, it says, love ya. Love ya. <laughs> 
she's hot. So, she's hot. There's she, no doubt about it. <laughs> so, yeah, there well, you go. So I, there, there are Kahuna fans out there. Now, I was thinking about ways of driving up our, um, our uh, listenership because mm-hmm. we, we want to be uh, – you know, number one always, and there seems to be a lot of interest in the um, the scout master oh. mistress thing. So, but this is what I think. I, I know I would never okay. ask you to do anything you know that you felt uncomfortable, but I thought maybe the Kahuna dressed up in a um, scout ah. that might drive the ratings right through the roof, don't you think? <laughs> you know what? I think we should do. We should like you can wear the bottoms and I'll wear the top. I get the top and kerchief, and uh, and you can have little knickers. How about oh, that? Oh, that is nice. I like that idea. How about that? Okay. Do you actually get a uniform? Um, we get to make up our uniform. So um, oh. since I'm in charge of doing that, it's not going to be the Scoutmaster outfit. But um, like I said, it'll probably be like a T-shirt and running shorts or, or a singlet and running shorts or something like that. So. No, but no, no, I, no, I may... no. You need to get the Scoutmaster <laughs> shirt. This, it, it's, it'd be for the show. You'd be doing it for the show. Oh, yeah, for the good of the show. Yeah. I'm all patriotic now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, so I need to get a pair of Scout Master pants. And, Scout Master, uh, yeah. Yeah. They, would, they were, I guess they were khakis, but I think the knickers would look better on you. Too bad they don't have the Scout Master Speedo. There you go. Oh, yeah. And put my little, um, <laughs> my little badges little, in there. Yeah, you know scout what's badges. Oh, you know what's hot? You could have, like, um, the little the little <laughs> camping shorts, you know what I mean, with a little uh, uh, hammer pocket there on the side. The oh, loop. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. And your little flip-flop sandy shoes. Oh, yeah. Let's change the subject now okay. to something else. <laughs> Okay, let's. Uh, are you ready for um, Boulder? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's call Boulder. <laughs> or do you want to do something else? Maybe we should do something else before we transition to that. Okay. Um, <laughs> how's your training going? My training is really, really going well, especially yeah. when my bike doesn't attack me. Um, do you feel so like you're right gonna... on, you feel like you're right on target with where you need to be? Oh God, no, no. I got a long way to go. <laughs> a long way to go. I think my swimming is coming along. Um, I'm feeling a lot better in the water, but um, and running is getting there, but yeah, I, I have a wild horse of a bike and uh, it's, it's going to take a little breaking in, I think. So. Wow. Wow. Well, you want to ask me how my training is going? Just, I was just, just about to, be to do that. I was just about to do that. Um, um, so how's your training going? It's, now uh, that it sounds thanks, all anticlimactic. Thanks for asking. Um <laughs> It's going. It's going. Oh, it's going fine. I, actually, it's going. It's going well. I've got a uh, few little nagging injuries that are always. I, I always get paranoid with injuries because it's like you know. Oh my God! What if it's you know some season-ending injury? Um, but besides <laughs> that, um, I and also I'm really mad because I went that my swim workout with Melanie McQuaid where she said it's not even worth getting wet unless you go. F- Four thousand yards. Um, oh wow! So I used to think That's a like bumper sticker. I know it's like I used to think like two thousand yards was like you know an okay workout. If you go three thousand, that's great. And now it's just like, I mean, I got to go at least three thousand, or I feel like you know it's not <laughs> worth it. And so I'm really angry at her for um, <laughs> for insane you with uh, discrimination. Yeah. yeah, it's like uh, you know Robostu just does that too. He's just he's like you know he's very infectious, isn't he? Oh, <laughs> you know that, don't you? Okay, this is a... <laughs> this is going to be bad. 
Okay, I'm going to call Boulder now. Uh, okay, yeah, hopefully he'll be see. there. He's so great to go into work for our call. I know. So here we go. He's in Boulder, Colorado, Ooh. by the way. and That's why Boulder and Boulder. Yo. Oh, hi. Is this Boulder? <laughs> Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Get Your Geek On. Hey. <laughs> oh, my gosh. For the two of you. you are incredible. I can't believe you drove into work. Oh, my gosh. What a stud. <laughs> yeah, thanks for, uh, I don't know what's going on. I just moved into my new house, and uh, I know that there isn't great cell reception in the mountains, but I didn't know that nobody could reach me, so. Yeah, for, no, it's okay. It's for those totally you, worth it. For those of you who don't know, uh, Boulder, uh, we called him on a cell phone at his house, couldn't get through, so being the tri- trooper and triathlete he is, he actually drove into work on a Sunday and uh, so we can get his call, so. Uh, thank you very much, Boulder. Hey, no problem. Well, let's talk about how you got started um, with triathlon. You're you're a big cycling fiend. So um, so how did that? Did, you started in cycling, right? And then you kind of moved into triathlon. Yeah, when I graduated from college, I uh, raced for uh, a team, and by race, I mean just as uh, an age grouper, like many people do. And uh, it was one of the things where I wanted to. Um, sort of do something after college the usual thing is started to go and backpack through Europe or something like that and uh, I was um, I didn't have the, the time because I had to start with my company uh, fairly soon after I graduated and so the idea of racing for a uh, for a local team for the summer was, was very enticing so I did that and made all the mistakes that you do on the bike uh, but most importantly fell in love with the bike and as uh, you mentioned well when you read my blog, it's all about the bike with me. And, yeah. Uh, you know, my, I always joke, the only reason that I'm going to do this triathlon thing is that they're going to let me ride my bike on a closed course at a great rate of speed. So that's going to get me, you know, wet in the water. And then after the bike ride, you know, a run sounds like a good idea to shake the lactic out of your leg. Uh, but, I, but I am becoming more uh, fond of the swim and the run. But for me, yeah, it's all about the bike. And you've had some really amazing progress with the swim. Um, you and I kind of started out in the same sad, sorry swimming place um, not not too long ago, and uh, I think we're coming along. You're especially kicking some butt. Yeah, uh, it's, it's it's funny sometimes. Uh, you know, we we read each other's blogs, and uh, I was talking with Roman, um, who's my I guess Robo Stew, my legendary. <laughs> Uh, who is just an all-around fine, fine guy, and I'm so lucky to uh, have uh, met him here in, in Boulder. And it's um, it's through these blogs that I was able to to meet Roman, and uh, he's been a great friend and a great training partner. And uh, as as far as the swim goes, they're really um, a lot of people write to me on my blog and and uh, say things to me like, uh, you know, do you ever have any challenges? Or it seems you know there's always some sort of good success or something like that. But the truth is, is, I only did a super sprint and a sprint triathlon seven years ago. And honestly, um, I didn't know how to swim. I breaststroked the first super sprint, wow. got out of the water last, and then you know crushed a bunch of people on the bike and <laughs> the run. And then, uh, you know, which is which is our dream is to crush swim champs, Kahuna, you know, on the on the bike. <laughs> All those people that, that exit the water early, right? There's nothing, you know more that makes me happier than just passing them, <laughs> dropping them like it's, it's nobody's business. So, Will, you and I got that going for us. And yeah. uh, so, 
So after I did that first triathlon, I uh, I lived in a condo um, in the harbor front in Toronto at the time. And I said, okay, this is you know, just not going to do it. I can't get out of the water last. So I went and started trying to front crawl through my uh, through my uh, condo pool. And if you know, like, condo pools, right, they're, I don't know, what are they, 10 feet long or something like yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> 10 feet wide. And, you know, it's not much to it. And so it was very disparaging because I tried uh, front crawling the length of the, of the pool and I couldn't do it. You know, I just couldn't get all oh. the parts working together. So I thought, okay, let's, let's, let's set a different goal. Let's try and do the whip. And I couldn't do the whip either. And, oh, uh, wow. Yeah, so th- so that's how, seven years ago, that's how bad of a swimmer was. And so then I I uh, started teaching myself how to swim. And uh, then for the sprint triathlon, it ended up being more of a combination of, of breaststroke and uh, front crawl or free. So um, it wasn't an altogether success. So really, I just started learning how to swim this year. So it's I had been making some good progress. But it's like anything. That's why I was, I was saying it's funny when you read her blogs because if you work at it, right, you get better. And uh, sometimes when I read people's blogs, it's sort of like, duh, you know. <laughs> and when we look at it, we get better at things. People are always surprised as far as, you know, I put out five more watts or, you know, our, our swim times got better. Yeah, well, if you keep working the problem, <laughs> things get better, right? And we're always sort of surprised, like it's some sort of magic thing. But swimming for me is, uh, it's like golf. It's a very complicated stroke. And anybody can do it at a certain level of proficiency, but if you want to get good at it, it really takes time and a lot mm-hmm. of effort, and in my case, a lot of chocolate. So, ah, uh, now this is you talk about a, uh, your your groundhog um, because that is the funniest thing I have ever seen <laughs> on a blog. Well, it's just uh, it's it's interesting. I when I immigrated here to to Boulder from Toronto. Uh, the people, a lot of the people here have been here for a long time. So I'm kind of like the new kid here. And everybody I work with is um, retirement eligible. So I'm uh, a lot younger than they are. And uh, they've been here for a long time. And, and they don't necessarily see things. Well, I have kind of a, an overactive imagination to start off with. But in Toronto, we had, uh, where I lived in downtown Toronto, we had a lot of wildlife. But it was nothing like... Uh, you know, prairie dogs and stuff like that. So here at the at the corporation I work, I'd walk into work every day, and these uh, prairie dogs, these ground dogs, um, pea dogs as I refer to them, uh, they watch you as you as you walk in. <laughs> and I'd always be staring at them. I'd come in and I'd say to the people at work, is it just me, or are these you know prairie dogs watching you as you, as you walk in? And they're like, it's just you, dude. So, <laughs> so I, I kept going on about it, and then I noticed when I'm running – you know, they're all along the trails, and they're watching you, and then you're riding your bike, they're all on the path, and they're watching you. So finally, uh, Effie Lady uh, in Tucson sent me an article, because uh, she, she knows I'm fascinated. Everybody knows I'm fascinated with these prairie dogs. <laughs> one of those things. She sent me an article that said, actually, they are uh, communicating with each other, that they can identify, here. you know, there's the red, uh, uh, the guy wearing the red sweater and stuff like that. So they do have a, a complex a series of communication. So I feel that that uh, you know I've, I've uncovered this, and so of course I shared that with all the people at work, and they're like, I don't care. You know, so. <laughs> do, do, you, do you have tin foil on your head too, Boulder? <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> that's the way that they looked at me. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. But my the blog that I write, I try to write a blog that's uh, entertaining. Uh, I I get a lot of daily smiles when I read. Uh, uh, your blogs and, and other people's blogs. I uh, I want to try and be somewhat inspirational and motivational with my blog. So 
the uh, prairie dog leader or the PDL as I refer to him, he's kind of my cooler, hipper gangster self that comes out every now and then when it's provoked. <laughs> and uh, it's just a piece of fun. I know a lot of people, the people who read my blog regularly sort of get it. The people who don't read it and just come upon it think, oh my God, what is this? You know, tinfoil <laughs> on the head kind of, you know, what's the frequency tennis kind of thing right. going on? But. But that's okay. I, I just I just do it to have some fun, and uh, hopefully people enjoy it, and uh, most of the people get it after a while. Now you have such um, a oh how do I say this? You have such a, a great um, voice for for well for anything, but um, you you slip in. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Kuna. You slip in. You slip into this um, little ghetto gangster speak every time you talk in the voice of your prairie dog guy. So here's what I want to know: Can you give uh, the listeners out there uh, an example of how he might sound? Because we all know what he reads like, but what does he sound like? <laughs> well, that's the funny part because I've I've met uh, quite a few people uh, from the from the blog world now. And every one of them that's met me has said the same thing. It's like you're not like your blog. I, you know, it's a, it's a part of me, but I, you know, I I really can't pull that off at all. Uh, it's just it's just uh, something that I try. And every time I've tried to pull it off, people will point out to me pretty quickly. You know, you, you just cannot pull that off at all. <laughs> so I think in some ways maybe I'm just a better writer than a than an actual uh, rapping, hopping hipster gangster kind of furry dog. <laughs> I was worried about the Kahuna because I know he's like a Today Show kind of guy, right? <laughs> and so I was he's thinking Matt like, Lauer. I was picturing a total Matt Lauer scenario here where, you know, <laughs> Will comes on, she's with Katie Couric, and she sort of asks oh. a nice sort of softball questions and, and stuff like that. And the Kahuna, you know, he'll come on and, and he'll be the trying to get me to, you know, jump up and down on the couch and mix it up with me kind of thing. So this is pretty, this is pretty much you know, tough cop, good cop kind of thing. That's pretty much what I expected. <laughs> okay, Boulder, how's your training going for, for Florida? Uh, basically, uh, Ironman Florida is my A race, and, and I was going to say, Kahuna, I think it's your A race right. as well. And so everything that I'm doing is, is focused on that. And I have a, a half marathon that I'm running in Moab uh, next weekend. Uh, with Roman, and I was uh, posting yesterday saying I seriously don't know what to do with it because I've been just training long, slow distances, mm -hmm. and part of me wants to just sort of uh, you know let it fly, but at the same time, I don't know if if that's going to do me any good. I think I might learn more if I just try to see and test what my fitness level is, but it's really not what I'm trying to do right now. I'm not trying to PR or get anything fast done as much as just continue building out those capillaries like. I listened to your coach, uh, Will, that talks about how you're benefiting from long, slow distances. And uh, I keep benchmarking myself on the treadmill every week, and I keep doing these long, slow distance runs. And week after week, uh, I warm up at 6.0, and 6.0 you know, used to drive my heart rate to 85% you know, of its max. Now it's you know, not even denting it. So wow. I keep working on that, and it, it keeps getting um, the benefits. And then you go to 7.0, and you go to 8.0, and you go, geez, this is, you know, you're starting to get a level of fitness. And uh, Roman had arranged for us to meet with uh, with one of the guys that I hope to hire as a coach uh, next month. And he was stressing that, you know, you build out that long, slow um, distance capillary action, and then you, like, hit the weight room and build up your strength because it's really muscles that, that give you speed. It's not doing hill repeats and intervals. Mm -hmm. Those are the 
what he he called sort of like the cherry on the you know on the uh, on the Sunday that after you've done you built all those capillaries the long flow and then built up strength up in the weight room then you do your you know your heel work and your your interval and it just ramps you up to to, to race speed then you do your taper and then you you leave it all out on the course so that's kind of what I've been following and uh, November's still a long way away I'm trying to stay motivated and stay positive. Uh, with regards to the, the, the training load, I'm waiting for the weather to turn so mm-hmm. that I can get out of my bike and start doing some serious miles. So, trying to trying to keep it all balanced right now. Um, I've got a lot of good events coming through the summer, and then to try and keep it fresh so that when uh, November comes, I can turn in a good and successful Ironman event. Do you have a time that you're shooting for? No, I uh, I have a finishing goal. I'll be delighted to finish and. Uh, I think that in an Ironman race, there are so many variables. Um, I want to make sure, Nancy Toby and, and I were sending some emails on it, and I want to make sure that, um, you know, when I hit, when I get to uh, November 4th, I have prepared nutrition-wise, exercise-wise, everything-wise. But for me, my Ironman journey is really to get to an elite level of fitness and mm-hmm. to see what happens on that day. But um, I really don't have any specific goal other than finishing. Uh, Katie Couric, do you have any more questions? <laughs> yeah. yeah, do I have to be Katie Couric? Uh. <laughs> I want to be somebody else. <laughs> um, you know, and uh, Boulder, or you put a really cool comment on my site the other day uh, when I was ranting about being bitten by my bike, and um, he put on there, uh, love bite. And I thought that was so fitting because, you know, it's just kind of like your blood sacrifice to the bike gods, you know, now maybe they'll leave you in peace. But, um, you know, it, it really it really is kind of a relationship you develop with your bike. I, I mean, you're on it the longest for the duration of the race. And so, I, Boulder, what kind of uh, relationship do you have you with your bike? Is it Do you feel it like that? I mean, is it sort of a, um, I don't know, a, a, an entity in its own way? Or is it just your bike? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't get kinky on us though I mean if you've got like a I, weird I, I was, thing going was, on you, you you knew I was going right there with, with <laughs> the most fun you can put between your legs comment but, uh, and, yeah that was a complete lead in for it too so uh, uh, no I actually I, I don't have that special relationship with, with, with my bike I, uh, I've just been joking on my blog that uh, I, I, you know, I really don't have the affectionate names like Apollo or stuff like that I refer to my bike as, you know, by the color, you know, so I don't, maybe I just haven't got to that moment, but certainly uh, the, especially here in, in Boulder, it's just, uh, I, you know, I can't stress enough in my blog, it's just triathlon mecca. The uh, elite athlete, anywhere, you, you know, you if you ride on the road for a water ball, you'll hit an elite athlete um, training. Wow. Uh, Ro- you know, Roman and I uh, were on a, a training ride to Carter Lake, and, uh, we look out coming down the road. You see these guys riding at a great rate of speed in an echelon, and there's four of them. And then as they whiz by you going the other way, you see Simon Lessing at the front and uh, three guys. Oh, my God. Trying to, just trying to keep up with them. And uh, oh. so you'll see that. Or you'll see the cycling teams. You'll see uh, you know, pro cycling teams. Uh, you'll see uh, the amateur cycling teams, 30 strong, uh, just out there all in their team kit and stuff like that. So one of the great things about training in Boulder is it's very easy to get uh, get your, uh, your your try on, your decon, because there's people all <laughs> around you all day long, 
And uh, if you're you're reading about my swim yesterday, where I went into into the outdoor pool in the snow, it was snowing when we started the swim, and I went to Roman's Masters class for the first time, and uh, I got my ass kicked, you know, <laughs> six ways to Sunday, and uh, Roman left me a, a a post saying uh, that you know you realize that all those people in that Masters class are either you know former college swimmers. Um, they're they're uh, pro triathletes or people trying to be pro triathletes, and even I was uh, saying how amazed I was at this uh, 70 year old uh, swimmer named Fran that was swimming in my in my lane. I swim in the lane of shame, by the way. So <laughs> the, uh, you know, you always know it's either on the left hand side or the right hand side. It's never in the middle. You can find it in any pool in any master's class. And she's 70, um, and uh, I could hold my own with her on free. She was killing me on the drills, especially kick. But she's 70, and uh, but she's you know she's like nationally ranked in her her age six wow. <laughs> events and that and uh, I I I tend to run into those types of motivation inspiration uh, here in Boulder, but I also look for them. And uh, when you meet somebody like that, it's just like wow. I you know I hope to be alive when I'm 70, but uh, the idea of being able to you know to kick a bunch of younger people's butt in the pool. Um, doing a 3,100-yard <laughs> master's class, uh, it's just, it's a, that was just amazing for me. So that really motivated me a lot. You know, one of the, uh, Robo Stu's greatest days was when he called me up, and he was, like, so excited, and he said he swims at the YMCA, and he was he swims in the lane of shame, and there's this lady that was, like, 85 years old, and she tapped him on the shoulder and said, you're too fast to be in this lane. Get over the next lane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I graduated. I graduated. No, oh, no. Yeah. Um, Boulder, can you do a flip turn? Sorry. Can, can you do a flip turn? Yeah, can you do a flip turn? No, I, I was I was cringing all through that whole uh, Robo Stew kind of interview. <laughs> and uh, I have I have a fondness for Robo Stew just because of um, when I first started reading Kahuna's blog, his you know what have you done today to prepare yourself for you know, blank, whatever the event is, is just uh, always a constant training thought that I have. So I have a fun. <laughs> and uh, I, think the, I think the brotherhood extends into the flip turn at this point in time because, uh, you know, I, I, am, I am an open turner and, uh, and uh, will at some point in time be a flip turner. I'm just uh, continuing working the stroke problem first. So, so, so I'm getting there. I, I wanted to mention as well, I wanted to thank two of you before I forget, for um, all your efforts in Blogland, I know uh, Kahuna. I haven't really corresponded with you as much. Will and I have been corresponding since like April of last year, every off, every now and then. And uh, uh, I don't know, uh, Kahuna, if you know the way that I found your blog was through. I always read Fortune magazine. There's a guy, Stanley Bing, who's who I consider like the father of bloggers because mm-hmm. he's before for Esquire and now for for Fortune. He writes this monthly column. And he always did it under a pseudonym, Stanley Bing's not his real name. And uh, one day, as I was becoming more interested in triathlon, I said to myself, wouldn't it be great if there was like a Stanley Bing for triathlon? And I put Stanley Bing triathlon blog, and I got hit on your site. Uh. And uh, so, so I started working <laughs> on your site. And uh, uh, then I uh, got to, to Will, and then I met uh, uh, you know Shelley and Roman and Tammy and other folks. Uh, through the blogs that uh, have uh, become, you know, uh, very motivational, inspiring for me, and uh, so wanted to do a shout out to the two of you 
and thank you for your efforts. I know it's costing you money and everything like that to do this kind of thing. And trying to just get me on the phone today, I, I realized that this must be a, a bit of an aggravation for you. <laughs> it's Sunday morning when you could be training uh, to try and line this stuff up. So I appreciate uh, you know all your efforts. I, I don't know if I'm going to go to PayPal and donate to the two of you. <laughs> let's, let's not get carried away here. Let's, let's not get crazy. Your words are enough. We'll take the words as, as payment in full, but no, seriously, I, I think a lot of people, I think this is is really about trying to, and, and I've been Jim and I've been trying not to say the word about with my Canadian, and, and every time I say it. Oh, you, know, you can talk like that all day, Colder. Melanie <laughs> McQuaid kind of. Cringe! I can see you doing. I can see you doing it every time. I every time. I'll defend you. I'll defend you, Boulder. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, but I, I know that you've really uh, created and connected a community of, of, of like-minded people. Uh, we tend to blow a lot of sunshine each other's way every day, but mm-hmm. I think that's okay because there's thousands of sources of demotivation out there every day in our lives. It's all around us, so there's nothing wrong with. Uh, Celebrating a 2,000-yard time trial with a with a better time. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with uh, pumping out an additional five watts and having a bunch of people saying, you know, good for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think it's great, and uh, you know, the two of you are really uh, responsible for uh, for bringing those and connecting those those people together. So, Aww, that's so sweet. Well, Boulder, if if people don't read your blog, they should. Um, it's a uh, Boulder and Boulder dot blogspot dot com um, and uh, if anybody is a role model and and a great example of uh, of what you need to be for for triathlon and for life I, you are so I, I really hope people come and check you out if they haven't already so um, and if they have then they definitely know what I'm talking about yeah no don't send any more people to my blog because <laughs> <laughs> my blog role overflows you're and getting I busy to, these I days. keep on people. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the, the the two of you are the same way. Though, as we get close to our A event, we know we have to ramp down our blogging, and uh, and ramp up our, our working out. And uh, so, yeah, if you if you don't read my blog, don't come and read my blog because then I end up reading it, and I get I get no training done at all. Uh, all right, we're gonna have a good time. If you, if you read it, just I was gonna say work. Don't, you know, don't, don't leave any comments. We're gonna have a good time. Don't leave any comments. We're gonna have a good time in Florida, correct? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, connecting uh, uh, with all the people because it's not just you. Because I know there's a whole bunch of people yeah. coming down. Other other folks look like they might line up to uh, to join us as well. Roman might come down just for the event. Oh, so, good. You know, now that's well, you know, you got to <laughs> think about that. I mean, this I is, know. This is a, one of those things that you don't want to be sitting at home watching. Kahuna exits the water. You know. I know. I gotta figure something out. I don't know. I'm gonna have that the Ironman Wisconsin in September, and if I can walk by November, then I'll try to I'll try to see what I can do. But if if all else fails, I will definitely be there electronically. S- Simply so. Sue's coming down Ironwell. Oh, maybe I can hitch a ride. Oh, yeah, there you go. Maybe that, I don't know. That are, is he flying or is he driving? I don't know. I I'm, I don't even know if he's going for sure, but he said he's gonna. I think he's going to come down. That guy huh. is just... Cr- I, I would love to have him out there. Oh, yeah. He's coming for Iron Man Wisconsin, so I'm excited. Yeah. So. All right. Well, um, Boulder, thank you so much for your time on a Sunday morning. We appreciate it. And for it. driving in. You're, just so, you're so amazing. Thank you so much. Well, thanks. Thanks again to the two of you. And I appreciate it finally uh, connecting with the two of you and having a little chat. Almost yeah. like human beings, except for all these 
pseudonyms that still sort of weirding me out. <laughs> it's a you know, it's a step in the right direction. All right. Uh, All right. Well, thanks again, Boulder. It was good to talk to you, and I uh, hope to talk again soon. Okay, catch you later. Okay. All bye. right. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, he's so cool. He's Boulder's great. Boulder is is fantastic. I can't wait to meet him in in uh, Florida. And, uh, and and you know what? Don't pay any attention to him. Go on his blog. <laughs> leave, leave tons of comments. Uh, it's, it's a it's a great place to. Uh, it's it's a great blog. So. Yeah, he's hilarious. You got to check out his prairie dog guy. That oh my gosh, I crack up every time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Hey, what's PJ doing? I mean, is he still a loser because wildfire's coming up? Yeah, we, we've actually, um, he does not exist in our world when talking about triathlons anymore because uh, oh. he, he will not, uh, we, this is a robo-ism, but robo said, you know, it's got to be the tough love, and if he's not going to train um, and be a triathlete, then he doesn't deserve to be talked about as a triathlete or mentioned in the blogs. Or wow. we're, viola- we're violating the rules a little bit, but you brought it up. It's even mentioned on the uh, on the show. So yeah, and we're we're at work and we're sitting around, and people come by and go, "Oh, you, well, you guys are the triathletes," and then we'll quickly correct them and say, "Well, you have two here, and then then you have PJ." Um, oh, <laughs> ouch! Row is hardcore. Oh, he is. Uh, you don't you don't mess with him, man. You don't want to uh, you want to get on the wrong side of him because he is. Uh, yeah, he is hardcore. Hey, you know what picture you need to send to uh, your your admiring groupie there? Who? What? Um, you remember the letter I read earlier in the show? Um, yes. The one who's got a yes. thing for bald for bald men. Yes. Okay. I was gonna say, how could you forget that? Um, you should send her. You remember that picture from last year that you guys had on your site of you two gunning off? And you're yes. Like, we're sitting up there comparing uh, biceps. Which I lost in a big time. Way. You know what? She she's gonna have some <laughs> sleepless nights. I think if you if you really? said that, well, so I, I may have to direct her to okay. that general location. <laughs> well, I can post that on the um, on the site as we're getting ready for wildflower. For okay, if, uh, gonna be in that good of shape. <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> All right. Well, let's um, try the Mal- Malaysian penguin and see if this works. I'm I'm very Alrighty. dubious that this is the right. Dubious. Dubious. You, you're like quite the thesaurus today, aren't you? <laughs> says it's connecting. That sounds like maybe something. I think that might be ringing. I think that's working. Kahuna, you're stud. You did it. It might be like a prank call to somebody in Malaysia. <laughs> Hello? Uh, Terrence? Hello? Malaysian penguin. It's Chuggy Kahuna and Iron Will. How, how are you? Hello, can you hear us? Is it the iron wheel? Yes! How are you you feeling? Uh, Pretty pretty good, pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Malaysian Penguin, what what time is it over there? It's uh, 11... uh, 11.40 p.m. Whoa, were you asleep? Uh, No, 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 I I don't uh, go to sleep that early. So how are you feeling? What time is it over there, your side? It's a, it's well, it's seven a.m. my time. Seven, oh. and it's uh, Will is uh, ten, about right? 10, ten, 30, yeah, about ten. Ten forty or something like that. 
So oh, uh, normally I, I sleep after watching the late uh, the late show. No, he's up. He's oh up. no, no, don't look. Uh, uh, no, you didn't wake me up. I'm still awake. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So so oh. so, uh, Terence, for people who don't know, and and we have this uh, podcast we do that. Uh, is is very very uh, famous uh, all over the world. <laughs> but tell people your story. It's it's an amazing story about um, about what happened to you and and in in how you are now. And and uh, but tell tell people what happened um, after you ran the um, was it after a marathon? Uh, yeah, yeah. I went for that uh, uh, Thailand marathon. Uh huh. And uh, after I came back, there was some headaches. Uh, it was wow. like a very regular. You, you get it either in the evenings or in the mornings. Uh, it comes very regularly around certain times, and then all of a sudden, my my legs uh, couldn't move. It's like a cramp, you know, like the running. You get a cramp feeling. Mm-hmm. And after that, uh, uh, all hell will break loose, and I couldn't quite move. Uh, you can only move very slow, inch uh, inch by inch, and it goes into slow motion, just uh, sort of like that freaked out my wife the most and uh, off I went to the hospital mm-hmm. and uh, the doctors was uh, going haywire because uh, over here there is all that bird flu. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. And other sort of crazy viruses going around. So, wow. Uh, the doc- uh, doctor gave me the works. He started uh, poking blood like, uh, hey, there's nothing wrong with this guy, you see? <laughs> and uh, after that, I got the. They said, "All right, let's give him the brain scan," and uh, that's where they found out that I got the two tumors that were blocking some uh, the drainage flow of the water back down to the body. So after that, they they cracked uh, two holes. I don't know what they call it, a sump or something, and then they the shunt or something and shunt, uh, right. They, they put a tube all the way from my head, on my head, hidden into the skin, all the way down to my uh, tummy. Oh. And uh, when tummy, the water pressure yeah. builds up, it goes down to the tummy. But the funny thing is, uh, during the when they put in the tube, uh, it's very new. So when the water pressure builds up, I got cramps around my neck and my tummy because of the. The tube was quite new. It's, uh, after after a few times, a few few weeks, it got seasoned now, and now I don't, I don't even feel the tube is there. Oh wow! And wow. It, but, but, uh, uh, it's a hell of an experience. And uh, tomorrow, uh, tomorrow I'm going uh, back to the hospital for a scan. Tomorrow, going back to the hospital for a brain scan and uh, see what the doc says. Uh, but uh, whatever he says. If it's growing uh, very big, then we have a good operation. But if it's uh, not, then uh, I'm uh, very hesitant on the operation because I've seen a few on those uh, Discovery channels where they crack open the head. I say, oh, my God. <laughs> 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 uh, Do they know if it's... Um, a yeah, can- and they'll, ruin, they'll definitely ruin my triathlon uh, season. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, Terrence, do they know if it's a cancerous tumor or just a regular tumor? Do they know? Uh, they don't. They have to go in uh, deep because uh, it's in the middle oh. of the brain. It's not oh. in the side or on the left side or the right side. It's right in the middle. So that is a killer part. Uh-huh. Uh. They have to cut through a few layers. 
more of a denial, you know, after they told me about it. I said, how could this happen to me? I'm a tightly, I'm not a typical guy there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny part of it is, uh, luckily somebody gave me the Lance Armstrong book. Right. He was expecting to be the world champion again, you know, and it did not happen. So in my case, when I came back my first race, uh, well done, I was... Uh, I was cautiously running slow and I said, oh, it's okay if I last or I get a bad time for this, it's okay. Uh, and so long as I, I get through and I did the half marathon, I'm so happy that I did it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> p- people don't, uh, people who yeah. didn't read your blog, uh, the Malaysian penguin, his doctor said, don't run a marathon. And so he said, okay, I, <laughs> I won't, I'll run a half a marathon. And he, he, and he didn't tell his doctor and he went out there and, and he finished uh Finish strong in a half marathon. So uh, with that's incredible. Now, um, Terrence, um, is, has this affected your sex life at all? Oh God! Kuna <laughs> has sex on the brain. Today. I tell you, Tiger. Uh, I tell you, the, after they poked that tube uh, through, you know, <laughs> yeah. I freaked out. I thought the, they probably injured that part very badly, you know. <laughs> when I came home, I thought I messed. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the, the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> this is easy. Yeah, I tell you, uh, I was pretty worried when they start uh, poking that stuff in there. Uh, <laughs> it, it was wild, I tell you, wow. Oh my god. This is when they gave him a catheter. Um. <laughs> technically speaking, they should, done, they should have done the tube while I was still unconscious. Uh-huh. But uh, they waited until I was uh, conscious. Then they said, hey, uh, they put their hand on my tummy and said, man, look like your bladder is g- growing, uh, blowing up like a balloon. So they said, time to put in the pill. <laughs> oh, that was, that was scary. <laughs> yeah, forget the brain tumor. Yeah. Put that thing up your... <laughs> okay. Sensor bleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly, the, the, the brain tumor didn't didn't matter anymore. And they put in the tube. I said, oh my God, I'm going to get home quick and try to try out it's still working. Huh? <laughs> it's still working. <laughs> but, uh... uh well, yeah, um... Terrence, you're breaking up a little bit, so we're going to let you go, but we just want to tell you that uh, everybody here is uh, rooting for you and praying for you and um, following your, your blog, and we'll have links to it on our, on our uh, website. So, um, and it's great to hear your voice. Uh, all the best in your iron Oh, thank oh, you so much. Thank you, and Terrence. Thank you for calling, guys. I really appreciate it. Okay, you, okay. you take care. Okay, take care, Take guys. it easy. Bye-bye. What a cool guy. I, I wish we could hear him better. He, for me, he, he embodies the spirit of triathlon where he's, first of all, he, he rarely trains. And so he'll go to like a, <laughs> do a half, half uh, Ironman, basically on, on zero training. But he just goes out there and has a blast. He talks to everybody and he just is this jolly guy. And then when he has this really serious um, tumor, he just seems to have that same spirit. And um, so we really wish him well. Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's a really... And you know what's really funny is is Boulder really has a lot of that thing going on, too, about uh-huh. that. That just go out there and live and... Well, let's just have a little, teeny bit of silence so people can hear all the birds outside your um, oh, window. Oh, yeah. You can totally hear them. So here's spring in the Midwest. Hang on. <laughs> 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 
Can you hear it? Totally. Yay! Everything's alive again out here. I'm yeah. so excited. <laughs> so anyway, why don't we go to uh, Coach's Corner? Okay, that sounds like a plan. So anyway, guys, if you are wanting to know if uh, if it's time for you to do an Iron Man, pay attention. Here we go. Greg, we are talking today about um, how do you know you're ready for an Ironman? Uh, how much try experience should someone have uh, before attempting an Ironman? Uh, and I know that I uh, debated this. Um, my Ironman is coming my second full season, and, and I've heard, you know, that's a bad idea, that's a good idea, it's whenever you feel ready. Um, is there any particular time frame that somebody uh, should have experience-wise under their belt? And also, how long should a typical training uh, cycle be? 36 weeks, 20 weeks, leaning up to a big race like that, or does it, you know, how does it, how does that work? I think it's obviously different for every person based on your athletic background and what your experience is. If you're coming in as a cyclist, for instance, and you can race 112 miles from the get-go, you've got um, a big jump on the rest of the people who are maybe runners. They can run a 10K or swimmers um, because the cycling is such a big portion of it. That said, the trauma that you're going to do to yourself at Ironman is substantial regardless of your background. Um, I'm just always concerned that people do or don't know what they're getting into. Uh, I don't think that you can really digest or understand what you're getting into until after you've done an Ironman. I don't think there's a way to be emotionally prepared for an Ironman until you've been there and done it. Um, It's just one of those things I think anyone in the brotherhood would say <laughs> it's, it's, it's something you really have to live um, to, to get a grasp on it. Physically, it's, um, it's, it's really demanding, too, and I think when you're going to do one, you need to find a course that suits you and a time of year. So if you're into Arizona in April, it, can you handle hot temperatures, but maybe it's a little bit of a flatter course than Lake Placid or Wisconsin. Or do you want to do one that's late in the year so you have all summer to prepare and you go to um, Ironman Florida where it's totally flat and do your race, but it's the end of the year, it's November, so you really couldn't do that in Indiana because you could have snow in November. Mm -hmm. So you need to find what race is going to suit you. And and then I think you really need to do a multi-year plan. I think that training can start um, ideally. It can start a couple years out and you're looking at your weaknesses and you're looking at your goals and you want to work on things little by little. Athletes have a tendency to just do all three and just kind of get it done, get it done, swim 3,000, bike 40 miles, run six miles every Tuesday or whatever (laughs) your workout is going to be. But that's really, for Ironman, you need to find out what your weakness is because whatever it is right now on race day, it'll be multiplied exponentially Hmm. when you start doing the race. If, If you're a poor if you have poor technique swimming, that might not bother you over 500 or 1,000 yards. But when you swim 4,000 yards with 2,500 of your closest buddies, <laughs> it's gonna your tech your technique is gonna come through there. So you want to make sure that you've you know strengthened everything the most that you can to get the most out of the experience and make sure that your body's okay. So I think that that can take a couple of years of doing the sport, um, and I think maybe ideally three or four years of really Testing yourself little by little um, is what you need to be ready to do an Ironman. If any of us are ever really ready to do an Ironman, I don't happen to think that many people can race an Ironman. People want to think they can, but I think that there's maybe 
10 people at Hawaii, 10 men and 10 women that actually race that race. The rest of them, um, it, it's, it's really a challenge to get from beginning to end uh, mm. of that race. And I think that for most iron men and women, that's, that's true. It, it, it's, it's really a test to not walk, let's say. And so it, you don't need to be racing it. It's just an accomplishment to finish, um, in, in my view. Gotcha. So it could take, um, it depends on the individual for the most part, you say, but um, ideally for, for most individuals, it, it, three or four years is a, is a good amount of time to go in and uh, uh, feel decently prepared. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think, uh, yeah, I, I think you need to um, set yourself some goals several years out, and as you accomplish them, start to look at dates and races that look good to you, because for one, you need to register for the race at least a year out. So once you've decided, I mean, that's a year right there, but I think mm-hmm. you need to be ready going in, knowing when you register that day and pop your $500 down that you can do what it takes and don't just say in the next year I'll be able to do it. It's a lot of pressure to do that, and maybe it's a little exciting, um, but you, you want to have some confidence and at least have done some half Ironmans the previous year and have learned from those about about your body and what you think you're going to need to do so you know what the commitment entails, which is a, a lot of work. And that's the only thing that's making me feel better about everything is that I finished Steelhead, and, and up until the last five miles of that race, I felt pretty darn good. So mm-hmm. um, I, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, that's going to get me most of the way here, um, but I'm glad I've got you to help Absolutely. me get the rest of the way. <laughs> right. yeah. So All right. Well, thanks again, Greg. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Will, I think I'm ready for an Ironman. <laughs> I think you're ready. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna be okay. Thank God. Yeah, it was important to have that half Ironman. Uh, he said in the previous year, so we both have definitely that under our belt. So I think I think we're gonna be okay. All right. Well, um, I hope so. I'm so scared. <laughs> Rebel will be there to uh, oh. wipe your tears. My, It'll be fine. You know, my biggest uh, fear is to. Um, to meet Robo on the run because he is just like, I mean, he's just crazy. I mean, he gets. This is what he did in, in um, at the Big Kahuna Half Ironman. Is we're on the run. I hadn't run in like in a month because I had some injuries, and so like I'm just like trying to hold it together. And Robo is a euphoric. He's like skipping. <laughs> it's great to be alive today. It's great. Like everybody wants to kill him around him, you know. But he's like. He's just like bounding like Bambi through the through the meadows and stuff, and just like, woohoo! It's the best day in the world. It's like shut the f up. I'm trying to get through. Yay, this. Robo! You uh, skip and whistle all you want, buddy. So um, anyway, um, okay. So this is uh, so now it's time for our triathlete chapter. This is where. You, uh, one of the listeners, tell us, uh, let us into a kind of a window on your life as a triathlete and what it's meant to you. And and uh, who do we have this week, Will? Oh, I'm so excited about this. He's probably, in my opinion, one of the most hilarious writers um, out there in Blogland. This is the Big Cheese. Oh, the Big so, Cheese, yeah. Uh, yeah, baby. and he has he cracks me up on a regular basis, but. Um, yeah, he uh, he actually put together one of the most moving triathlete chapters, and it, it really kind of gets you pumped up. So uh, I think it's I think it's going to be a good listen. All right, let's uh, let's roll the tape.
This is the Big Chief, and this is my chapter. I recently had a conversation with a friend about why I want to do a triathlon. It's a segue from a much longer, deeper, and broader conversation that sprung from something that was on TV. While on the phone, a TV show that features amazing and shocking clips was on. I was blindly watching it with no real interest or attention. A clip that showed two women that began to physically break down, literally feet from the finish line as the Ironman came on. The women started to wobble and sway. Both legally, they continued toward the finish, watching the other doing the same. Eventually, the women fell to the ground, side by side, with only 20 or so feet to the finish. The camera that was shooting the footage was positioned behind the finish line so you could see the checkered goal within the frame. For what seemed like an eternity, these women fell on top of each other. With each attempt to stand, they looked like newborn colts fighting to stand for the first time. To me, it was all absolutely heartbreaking to watch these women fight, fall, and eventually crawl over the finish. The first of the two, reaching from the ground, pulled the other one across with her. When asked why she did, the first woman said, she is my friend. I would suspect that most people, when looking at the race, would say, my God, how could somebody do that? Why would someone do that? I, however, have always felt different when I watch something as tragically beautiful as this. I always think to myself how lucky they are, how absolutely wonderful Miss Phil to put it all on the line and succeed. They did something that very few humans will ever do, want to do, and more importantly, think they can do. But they did it. I think about the absolute joy these two women felt after being handed every reason to quit. No one would have second-guessed them had they chose to quit. No one would have faulted them to say, no more. How far is a person expected to go on empty? If they continued on, they finished. So few of us ever get to empty. We never get a chance to see how far the fumes, momentum, and guts will carry us once the full tank is gone, to be tested and to pass that test. This is what I see when I watch things like this unfold. I see people climbing mountains without any reserve, with an empty tank. I think about the relief, the pure joy must feel to cross that line. To have made the journey despite themselves, only because of themselves. I don't talk about triathlon with people I see every day. For the most part, it's a secret I have with you all here, in words, on the internet. I've mentioned it and listened as they doubted or questioned my reasons, so I don't tell them. I don't tell them the reasons I want to do triathlons because it's also private and internal to me. I can't put the reasons that some of the happiest times in my life have come on an empty tank into words that make sense to someone outside of my own mind. In the past, these were tiny victories that didn't come with a race number or a finisher medal. There are times that despite myself, I pushed myself to a place I didn't think I could go. No full tank, no reserves, no turning back. I've heard this called a runner's high before. For me, it hasn't always come from running or exercise, but I know that after the time these moments, I feel I could have done anything I put my mind to. I only had to choose my path. That I, standing in the dark, the tears rolling down my face, that brief moment felt alive, capable and joy. And that was for the small stuff. I want to see how it feels when I swim, bike, and run farther than my tank will allow to finish on fumes, momentum, and guts, and then turn around and pull someone else across that goal with me. See what I mean, Kuna? Can you can you just picture those two women just falling down and pulling each other up and you know going a few more inches and falling down again? That's just what an incredible thing to see, and that that's really what triathlon I think is 
you know, it, it really tells you everything you need to know. I, w- I was on the edge of my seat during that time, and 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 Julie Ru- Julie Moss before that um, was sort of my first memory of yeah. of, of, of a triathlon or Ironman, and and uh, it, it's weird how how seeing that like some people would say my god i never would want to do anything like that but then for certain types of people you're like that's what i want <laughs> yeah i gotta uh, do that i want to feel that definitely. oh my god um so anyway great great job uh big cheese and uh <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah great job so all right will it's that time again for the wonderful try life lesson by Iron Will. Oh, well, thanks. What's uh, what's on tap this week? Getting ready to to take on a whole bunch of hard work here, so trying to get set for that. All right, that sounds good. Let's let's have a listen. Look, I have no happy answer for you. In fact, there is no euphemism, so I'll just be frank. I learned that there is no easy way that unless you're prepared to sacrifice your warm and fuzzy slipper surroundings, that this is not yet the place for you. I've learned that unless you're quite plainly seduced and pulled as if by some instinctual urge by the idea of such a sacrifice, you're simply not ready and would be wise to wait and watch from afar until you've seen enough and lived vicariously enough to fan that sampling and nibbling spark into a famished flame that devours the very choice of it. It'll be time when you begin to itch with it, when it nags at your pant leg and falls underfoot, and when it occupies every scrap of happening along your way. It'll be time when you grow frustrated and restless with constantly sidestepping it, when one day you ultimately erupt with an all-out enough of this. And at first, you won't understand that this is, in fact, the beginning of it. I've learned that you must prepare, for if you dare come from the shadowed corner of it and into the spotlight, you will need to know that you will be seen. You'll need to know that all of your fears and weaknesses will be revealed, but that this is necessary. For in the dark, it's nearly impossible to defeat such things. Know that you'll need to brace for the impact of it because your dreams will be kicked out of the nest and tested, and if you're not committed, confident, and disciplined, you'll feel a ribbing out grief for each of them that proves too weak to fly. They'll crash and twitch and perhaps moan a bit before they die, and you'll be sick from it if you're not ready. But even here, if you still want it, the agony alone will teach you to fight. And the world will respect this and take up residence under the wings of the rest of your dreams, which will help you give them flight in time. If you begin it, one way or another, you'll arrive. So here at the crossroads, understand that there will always be fear, and that there will always be pain, that you may be uncomfortable on your very best of days, but that you'll be given something worth all of it in the end. You'll be able to say that you lived the way you dreamed, that you stood before a gnashing fear at hand, that you seized and squeezed the face of it until it shouted your name, and that you shook it until it proclaimed you an Iron Man. Well, I'm telling you, that's why Try the Life Lessons is my favorite part of this podcast. <laughs> it is just, uh, it never disappoints. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Will, it's hard to believe, but we're at the end of the show. Oh, my gosh. The, see, it always goes so fast. And this is number nine. Nine, oh, yeah. Wow. wow. Um, yeah, it goes very fast. And, uh, 
Next week we're going to have the uh, Century Ride, and um, and then Definitely. we're pl- and we're planning on doing um, in the near future, probably the week after that, a um, an all beginner uh, triathlon podcast. So oh, that'll be very cool. Yeah, which will be good for people. You know, if they they decide, you know what, I want to do a you know by the end of summer, the middle of summer, whatever, I want to do a sprint triathlon. Just you know, sort of how to get into it, and and um, I think it'll be I think it'll be fun to reflect back. And it wasn't too long ago that we were right there. And um, oh yeah, so yeah, definitely people need to call in with their why I tries and um, some triathlete chapters, and uh, and uh, maybe get on the newbie show. There you go, there you go. All right, so let's uh, let's say goodbye and. Um, and get out of here. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week uh, for show number 10. And uh, how fitting that the Century Ride is taking place, so, right then. So. Oh, yeah, that's All right. right. Yeah, number 10, the one zero. Never mind. Got okay. It. Got it. <laughs> All right, until then, guys, this is Zion Will signing off. This is the Trigi Kahuna saying aloha and mahalo. All right, it's that time again for the business for the show. And this week, Get Your Geek On is sponsored by Pat, Tech Consultants to the Stars, and also by Simply Stew from simplystew.org. Get Your Geek On is also sponsored by Nepsa for all your web hosting, domain, and design needs. Nepsa is your solution. Visit nepsa.com or call 877-99-NEPSA. For comments, suggestions, or sponsorship inquiries, or just in a soundbite for our next show, visit the sidebar of trygeekdreams.com or through th3wall.com for more information. Get Your Geek On is a production of Iron Geek New Media. And and if you want to help sponsor the show, uh, we would appreciate it uh, to help underwrite some of the costs here. And we have uh, PayPal buttons on both of our websites that make it uh, super easy easy for you to to give. And... um, also, the uh, Simply Stew reference, by the way, is he's, he's actually mailed us um, a bunch of swag, and uh, so we'll be handing, it out, handing that out on the shows on the, um, on the weeks to come. So thanks to, yeah. thanks to Simply Stew. Yeah, definitely. And, and uh, when we get our own um, folks catching up here, we're going to repay the favor there. So yeah. see, we all stick together. Uh, also, if you'd like a little token of the Get Your Geek On show, please visit getyourgeekon.spreadshirt.com for authentic logo apparel. And now for the moments that flummoxed us. <laughs> I just, I just have to... got a girlfriend. You're so mean. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't quit blushing yet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, I just have to stroke your oh ego a little bit. Oh, I you have you must let me read that. <laughs> Send that to me now. Stroke your ego. Oh, give that. To you. Yeah, you're gonna blush for the rest of the day. Does everybody have the same answering machine? Please record your message. I think they do. Oh my God, is it ringing? Uh huh. Did you just gasp? The number you have Please try again. Or call the operator for assistance. That sounds like a Malaysian person. Thank you. Yeah, they, at least we're out of the country. <laughs> All right. Okay, let's let's do the wrap of the show, do the sponsors, we'll do okay. the whatever. And then know. we'll try it again. Yeah. Oh, that is going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> we just make it raw. Like, this is like the raw version. Oh, man. <laughs> that was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> You inspired me.